0: Alright everybody, now before we get started, I have to give you a fair warning. The audio is not that good. Now the quality and the content of the conversation is amazing. It's it's fabulous. It's incredible. It's kosher, baby. However, as I'm listening back to the audio recording, there's like this background noise. It's hazy. It's The one thing I recommend is don't turn up your speakers all the way up you know keep it at like at a medium uh so it doesn't irritate you so much uh but other than that enjoy enjoy the episode and thanks again for andrew for being on the show and you guys have a good morning good day good afternoon good evening whatever the fuck it may be just have a good one enjoy
1: Alright, then we can start, bruh. So, welcome to another episode of If Walls Could Talk with my boy, Andrew Colicker. Andres. There you go, Andres. We just had some fucking... What do we do? So, I hit you up. Oh, you're leaving to Utah, right? Right,
2: right, on so, Thursday.
1: Yeah, on Thursday.
2: The 20th. I don't know when the episode comes out, so...
1: I'll probably do it. No, actually, I'm leaving... After this, or probably uh, Tuesday when I get back.
2: Nice, nice.
1: Um, So, what do we do? All right, I.
2: We were gonna go to the diner initially, yeah. And then you said that you wanted to try and find some baddie from the gym or uh, walking around the food court. Yeah. So
1: uh, we had we had agreed that we were gonna go have uh, breakfast today at ten or eleven. And then since you said like 10 through 11, I was like, you know, he's probably going to be tired. You know, uh, he'll wake up late, so I'll just get get to the gym and probably leave like at 11, which that's what happened. And when I got out of the gym, as I was walking to my car into the parking garage, I passed by this beautiful, tall, blonde, blue-eyed girl. And like we maintained like this stare, but I was just so...
2: Smitten. Stunned,
1: yes, yeah, smitten that I couldn't, I I couldn't, I didn't say anything, so I kept walking to my car, and I was like, "Fuck!" As I was walking, to I was like, "Should I run back?" But I'm like, "No, that's too desperate," or, you know, and so I just, I drove home, got ready, and I, as I'm, as I was like, driving home, I was like, "You know what? The diner's just down the street. I'm pretty I'm gonna tell Angela, You know, like I saw this girl, and we'll start. She was wearing an apron." So she has to work at one of these, like, restaurants in Victoria Gardens. So, uh, you know, uh, I was thinking, we'll get ready. You'll pick, you know, you'll come through. You'll pick me up. We'll go back to Victoria Gardens. And we'll start, you know, going door to door to see where we could find her. And that's exactly what we did. You know, once you got here, we got, I asked, you you know, could we go? And you're like, yeah, let's go. Let's do it. So we go. And we went to, like, the food courts. She Mm -hmm. wasn't there. Then we went across the street to that fish
2: King's Fish House. King's Fish House. And legit, this man went up to the servers and was like, I'm not here to eat any food. I just want to... I, like, am looking for the most beautiful girl I've ever seen. She was tall, skinny, blonde hair, blue Mm -hmm. eyes. I'm like, oh, I think that's uh, Victoria or whoever in the back. And then they ended up seating us. And we're sitting down at the table and looking at this menu for, like, expensive seafood, like oysters and clams and calamari and, and, like, stuff way out of my price range or palate tasting. Yeah. And the girls ended up coming back saying they don't know who who that was, like, doesn't think that she works here. And they even, like, wanted to take our order. And we said, oh, yeah, we'll get two waters, no ice. And then we just did before we even got the waters or anything. I even told them, though. I told them I'm not here to
1: eat anything. Uh, I just saw, I like... I was just hoping you guys can help me out. I saw the the most beautiful girl uh, over there, whatever, and um, you know, we're going door to door looking for her. And uh, if you guys can help me out, you know, you guys are invited to the wedding.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and they, and, definitely and they definitely. Were help, they were
1: trying. They're helping out. You know, they're like, well, was she tall? How how long was her hair? And she's like,
2: did well, she have braids? Yeah,
1: and I was like, no braids. Like kind of long hair, not too short. And they were helping us out, but at the end of the day, I don't think she worked, or so they couldn't, so we left. You know, we keep walking because then you said you wanted to go to this hat store.
2: Yeah, the hat club. So, so
1: we started walking, and on our way, you know, I'm still scoping out the the, the stores. Can't find her, and uh, and
2: then we see this other girl, cowgirl. Well, that was after the hat store. No, that was before. No, because I had the bag. I had my hat bag with me, and we were walking back on the. No, no, no!
1: I remember because we were walking towards the hat store. It was before. Oh, Texas the street. Street. first cow, the girl. tall
2: girl, the tall blonde girl. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was thinking about. Uh, I don't. I don't really. I don't really feel like that girl was a cowgirl. She just had cowboy. She just boots has on. the boots. She and had the, the shorts. boots on.
0: Yeah,
1: the other girl. She had the hat. She had like. Uh, she had. I think she had like this uh, flannel i might be yeah. tripping but no. she had, i feel like she had her, her like a flannel that was like uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah and then she had the boots so
2: mm-hmm. that's cowgirl right it, you, it,
1: t- it takes like two different uh pieces of clothing to identify as a fucking yeah not just, <laughs> not
2: just the boots with some shorts on yeah no i totally forgot about her though it was in uh it was some western it was, West a weird, store. It, was it was like, like a western store Bunch of Coors Light and Miller t shirts yeah. and cow boots and everything,
1: but she was she was breathtaking. And then, yeah. oh hey, Belinda, and uh, and she felt excuse me, excuse me. how did I approach oh. her? Or oh, if she was if she modeled before, yeah, and she was like, no, and then you know, got her information, and it was like, I was getting her information, she so was just like,
2: not looking away, yeah. Um,
1: and then we went to the hat store,
2: there was a girl in there at the hat store
1: was getting a tattoo removed.
2: What's stupid. Yeah. Like, her tattoo wasn't even... She said her tattoo was corny. And it is just,
1: corny, but...
2: I mean, it, it's a girl tattoo, though. Like, yeah. how many girls get those tattoos? Yeah. Like that, that's, like, what's in in trend nowadays, you know? Just some little phrase in, yeah. in cursive.
1: Um... And then we were calling it quits, so we're going back to the car. So we go to the diner, and... You know, we're walking And this girl with Like, red lipstick Nice shades on she's, White lipstick She's yeah, beautiful got a lot of shades But she had some awesome boots So as nice she was boots. passing by I just said, hey, nice boots And then kept walking And then she looked at me And she kept walking Kind of like Who the fuck is this guy, right? Yeah And then she actually, like, stopped And and, and Took uh, out her headphones she, she Yeah, like, we're already, like, feet away from her And she said something like What'd you say? Or what, what was I don't even know what she said But then we went back, and we actually talked to her for like 20 minutes, like 15, 20 minutes.
2: She was really cool, though. Yeah, she definitely was. Angelica, right? Yeah,
1: Angelica. Yeah. She's cool.
2: We definitely got her Instagram. Maybe she's seeing this episode. Shout out to her. Maybe, maybe. The Red Lipstick Beauty with the Dahmer shades calling (laughs) us weirdos. She's (laughs) the one rolling in the Jeffrey Dahmer shades. So she said,
1: so her, because I asked her for her phone number, right? And she said, uh, she said she don't, she doesn't feel comfortable giving her phone number because there's a lot of weirdos out there.
2: Yeah, we're weird. So we're weirdos, right? Yeah, and she, she like, called us weirdos. But yeah,
1: pretty much. Uh, she still gave me her Instagram though, so. like Yeah. But she- see, that's the thing. Like, what's the difference? I guess we went over it, huh? Like on Instagram, you could go somebody. Yeah. Like- but if somebody has your phone number, they could actually call you. Mm-hmm. You know
2: i guess you can always do like the instagram facetime thing yeah but it's not that's just weird like when
1: people call my phone on instagram it doesn't really i have the notifications turned off for Mm -hmm. instagram because i always like to be surprised when i open the app and i have like notifications you know Mm -hmm. um so i have it off and when people call me i don't get the the notifications you know unless i'm on it it'll tell me someone's trying to call you you know um and then we went and had some fucking bomb ass breakfast. Now we're here, man.
2: Now we're here. Yeah. Shout out Angelica though, the gorgeous beauty. The homie, uh, the homie Angelica. Yeah, jelly, yeah. jelly roll. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, she was she was gorgeous though. She's definitely really cute. Yeah. And I would have definitely been more interested if I wasn't already committed to Eddie moving out, next man. week and stuff. And yeah, on my way out, like one foot out the door. Yeah. You know, so there's.
1: When did you decide you were going to move to Utah? December. In December.
2: We went... Me and my aunt, we went to Zion to just hike the trails. Yeah. We went to Zion National Park. And then we all ran to this Airbnb for, like, super cheap, dude. It was a beautiful Airbnb. And uh, my cousin, who lives in Utah already, who I'm moving in with, we were staying together. And I... Just, like, going over it, like, I've always wanted to live with this guy. Mm -hmm. Like... We grew up our entire lives together, you know? He was six years old by the time I was born, so he's always been, like, an older brother rather than a cousin. Yeah. And, like, his dad lived with us our whole lives, and so I always had this Uncle Bob character in the picture, but he divorced my my dad's sister, Mm -hmm. right? And so then they had, that's uh, where my cousin comes from. Like, he's my dad's sister, so obviously he's, like, my cousin or whatever. Technically, like, an older nephew. No, yeah, my cousin yeah and um but he would always come for visitation on the weekends and his dad was like an alcoholic very very aggressive very abusive my dad's not the you know the the nicest guy in the world hopefully he doesn't see this because i'm not going to talk too much shit but definitely a lot of trauma stemmed from our early relationship with our father figures yeah so it was a lot of like Oh, so you had that in common. Yeah, growing Uh up in the mud. Like, like not in the mud, in the trenches. But but while you're
1: going through it, you guys have each other, and you guys have that mutual understanding.
2: As long as we had each other, no matter what we went through, it was all right. Because, like, at the end of the day, we're only going through the shit for, like, an hour or two, and then it's me and him together for the rest of the time. So, like, we can just get over it. But when he moved, so, like, he's six years older than me, so he definitely... There was weird periods in life, you know? Like, when he hit 18, I'm still 12 years old. Yeah. So it's, like, a big disconnect. And, like, by the time he was 20, I'm just barely in 7th, 8th grade. So he moved out to Utah. Yeah. And, like, been there ever since. He got a head start in life. Yeah. yeah. And I've always wanted to live with him. We had some weird weird years where we didn't talk because he was with, like, a toxic girlfriend or whatever. But it's always just been, like, my dream to live with that guy. Because yeah. I know if it was just me and him with all the stuff we went through and how we yeah. acted through that shit, if we're on our own, it's gonna be smooth sailing, buddy. Like,
1: Is he like you? Not bro. just in that, but, like, in, uh... Like, are you guys very similar in... in, in the, the way, way we year? act...
2: Yeah. Our, our personality traits, what we like to do, damn near identical. Yeah. Like, he's, like... People always, already think of us as brothers. That's and a I bro see, right there, yeah. Yeah, when, when we're bro. out in, pu- in public like, oh, you guys are brothers, huh? Like, yeah. no, but yes. So like, at this I just,
1: point, I just cut to it. I'd be like, yeah, that's my brother.
2: Exactly. It got yeah. to a point where I just started saying, yeah, that's my brother. Yeah. You know, and like, definitely, we're we're different enough to we're not exactly the same person. But when it comes down to like fundamental core aspects of the person, of like our, like, of my soul and of his soul and his personality and the way he carries himself and acts, we're damn near identical Yeah. you know and no one on this earth like you're, you're my boy Joseph's my boy um, I got a, a million different like homies or whatever you want to call them yeah. but I don't feel as confident as I possibly can with that guy yeah. or like I feel on cloud nine of just like you know, anything can happen tonight. I can get rejected a million times, but it's just, like, me and him are going to laugh about it at the end of the day. Yeah. Like, some stupid shit's going to happen, and we're just always going to be laughing. We're always going to be acting crazy. And like, hey, my
1: boy's always caring, so he'll feel safe.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, would, that's another, that's another thing. Getting the strap when I go up well, little Glock 48 in yeah. Utah. It's going to be fun. Like, I'm, I'm very excited for, for what's about to happen in my yeah. life. It's, like, the big... Closing of the first chapter yeah. that I like really needed. California is getting burnt out with all these people moving here and seeing L.A. and like, like. I don't I don't like to talk about politics. I don't really like follow politics as much as I should. I guess because I guess it, like it's really up to the people yeah. to like.
1: Well, you're our uh, people. You're part of the people. Yeah,
2: know. I know. But it's, like, it's up to the people of the country to direct where the where the country is going to go. Yeah, especially the youth, because we're the ones that are going to, like, in take future, charge. Yeah, yeah we're going to take charge in the future. But the uh, amount of PC culture and, like, the, how crazy L.A. is getting now and, like, how crazy people the look. The crime, bro. Bro, the crime, the...
1: The prices, of the, the cost of living is going up. Cost it's always of been living,
2: up. like, just how uptight people are. Yeah. How... Not very neighborly. Yeah, no yeah. one's neighborly anymore. Yeah. Like, you can't even go up and try and actually ask out a girl sometimes, because it's just like, who the fuck are you? you I know, think like, that's what everything every day. I, <laughs> I know, but like... You, you've seen the videos, like, like I, like we were talking earlier, when you're trying to hit on chicks in the gym. Yeah. Like right now in today's culture, I want to do that shit because men are getting called out, bro. They're getting seen as like predators just when a chick walks into the gym mm-hmm. and like half half naked, damn near in some in some tight tight shorts, yeah. and you you cop one look and then you see the camera right there and you're like, <laughs> you're screwed, me. bro. Yeah. You're done. Literally done. Yeah. yeah. But you
1: know what? Because you know what they say, uh, I, and this is like a, a, a lesson or advice for investing, but I guess it could be applied to this as well, and it's when people are selling, buy, and when people are buying, sell, or when people are, you know, when people are excited about a certain thing, you should hold back, because that means there's a lot of saturation, right? Right. But when, when people are scared, that's your opportunity because everybody's scared so nobody's making any decisions nobody's pulling the trigger so -hmm. that's when that's your opportunity to to go for it right or you know analyze it do your due diligence and then depending on that take your you know take on it on that investment or that stock or whatever it may be or don't right but I think that's the same with what's going on right now like you said uh, a lot of men like you said like in today's age men can't really go up to women at the gym and hit on them or like at like spit game, yeah and and then I feel that's an opportunity because now everybody or the majority of men have the same kind of uh, thoughts that you're having you know oh we can't do this nowadays so that leaves the window open for us who are still down to actually go because now it means that men aren't really picking up on girls because they're afraid of the repercussions if they're being recorded they say something inappropriate or it's just not welcomed by the girl right mm-hmm. so that means a lot of men now are thinking the same as you like oh I don't want to go up to women I'll just hit them up through Instagram or Tinder or whatever so now women aren't really used to being hit on in person not as much I guess mm-hmm. so then when one guy me or you you know whoever the fuck it may be finally goes up and is like hey I, thought I saw you from over there I just couldn't forgive myself if I didn't come and ask you for your name you know and then that makes it even more, uh, like, it just makes it even more, it makes you stand out even more, you mm-hmm. know, because nobody's doing it anymore.
2: Well, you, you know? definitely have a good point. But
1: there is a lot of fear, because when I go, like, even in, you just, because today you didn't see the fear, because I'm with you, you know? Yeah, I, mean? and I was with you, when too. Whenever I'm with the homie, and it's so much easier to spit game or, like, talk to a girl or, like, get her number... But when I'm by myself, like, I have to, like, I, I, I walk back and forth in my mind, and then I, I I, either decide not to go for it and keep working out or keep doing my thing, or I decide to, you know what, I don't want to feel regret later, and I'd rather just see what happens now, you know, the worst thing she, she could say is, no, leave me alone, and uh, the best thing she could say is, like, yeah, like, I think you're cute too, or, you know, we should hang out sometime, or sure, here's my number, you know? And even when you get the number, it doesn't always work out.
2: Yeah. But it's, it, like, it, it's like out of every one in every, like, 20 girls, you get their number.
1: No, not even, nah, not that much.
2: <laughs> I mean, that's how it's worked for me. Yeah. At least, like, even with the Tinder game and everything, like, yeah. it's so, I I know people have different experiences and right. stuff, but, like, I'm a big person about energy. Yeah. Like, I will not pursue a girl if she can't put the same energy I'm putting into text messages or talking or, like... But she doesn't
1: seem interested.
2: Exactly. Yeah. That's, like, one thing that really... Like, I I enjoy Bumble more than Tinder. You know? Voice
1: messages? Is it that or...
2: No. Because no, they hit you up. Not even that. It's just, like, the girls are more reserved on there, almost. Like, I feel like... oh, Like, five out of ten uh, Tinder matches and shit are just girls trying to get Instagram followers or like they post their OnlyFans link in the in the bio and everything and I'm just like not about that and but the one thing that pisses me off about Bumble is like you know how hard a dude tries to to spit an opening line or figure out some pimp shit to to speak the first the first opener you know and the girls open up on Bumble with a hey, hey all the face. time yeah. yeah I just had a girl send me a gif a gif of, like, the office. Yeah, well, that's cool.
1: what was it? That's different. Because I, I always get haze.
2: You know? Hey! Yeah. But, like, no no words. Nothing. Yeah. It was just, like... It was, like, somebody walking in the office. Like, I, I've never seen the show, so I don't know the characters. But anymore. it was, like,
1: a stale, like...
2: It was just a stale, a stale gif of somebody yeah. walking through a door on the office and, like, okay. hi. Like, uh, like just, put a, just put a hand up. Like, yeah. like, hi. And Especially
1: did. if you don't watch The Office... I did get not you. get it bro. it didn't hook you yeah and it just wrong like, bait for the wrong fish
2: man like I got nothing against sending gifts cause like with that shit when, when it's in the perfect moment that yeah. shit's hilarious as yeah. well as it it definitely makes you stand out a little bit right but for the opener to send something like that I was just like
1: and not follow it with something
2: yeah I was like alright I'm letting this expire yeah. like I'm, I'm, not, I'm not she also must have not been that cute either and she was like a seven. She was oh, okay. She was no. Nah, she was probably like a six. But okay. it is what it is. Yeah. Like, even even like absolute baddies yeah. that I've matched with on Bumble, and like I'm just over the moon. Like I'm in my head. Like no way did I just match with a girl like this. Right. And she just says hey, and I'm like what's up? How's it going? Like what are you up to right now? And she goes nothing. Huh. And You're the one that told me you match it. So
1: they say nothing, you'll be like, okay. Yeah, yeah, like,
2: I will, I'm the king of matching energy. Yeah. So if, like, a girl is like, oh, what's going on? Like, how how's your day going? What do you do for work? What's your family like? Like, all that. I'm going to be super energetic. Go I'm going to be responding on time. Like, if she's responding instantly and she's just, it's, it's going back and forth, like, I will match that because I like that type of energy. But if they're going to text me once every three hours, just one word, maybe eight letters, tops, like, they don't have anything in their vocabulary, and they haven't, like, passed, pass, like, freshman year English. Right. And all they know is this slight slang, like, okay, cool, all the, yeah. And I'm,
1: acronyms and shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm and not OG's, about that. yeah.
2: Not about that, man. And
1: you know, and you told, what fight was it? It was a Nate Diaz versus Kamza that, that you told me when we were waiting for one of the fights to come on. When we're at the, what, what was it, Dave and Buster's? No. Yeah, it was Dave and Buster's, right?
2: It was David... No, it was... It was
1: David Buster's.
2: Was it David Buster's? <laughs> yeah, or or was it was... Or Buffalo Wild Wings?
1: No, it was David Buster's. The one on, uh... In, in the Mills. Ontario, yeah. Because I remember, because there was a lot of games when I went to the bathroom.
2: Wow, oh, yeah. you're right. So we were chilling there,
1: and you were, like, we were just talking about, you know, I was on Tinder or Bumble, and you were on there, and we were, like, comparing notes and shit, and then you... I guess I kind of know this, but you facilitated it as a fact that you practice, that you, I saw that you do, like, you showed me your messages, and I was like, I'm going to do that, because, you know, especially when it's, like, a hot girl, what I used to do is, like, she'll give me a hey, I'll try to liven up the conversation, I try to pick up her
2: slack. Well, you got to do that at the beginning, but if she doesn't match the slack... Exactly, so do some
1: effort, and then if at the end of the day... She's not she doesn't, putting
2: any... Then why should you? Exactly. Yeah, and it's, it was
1: you that, and then, it, it, it's been going pretty well,
2: you know, like... Like it's I
1: shifted my game
2: ever since the breakup or like everything, like I've just been viewing relationships on a completely different level Yeah. where it's like, I want exactly somebody to match, match me in energy and, and just in life, you know, yeah. they don't have to be a complete coherent, like puzzle piece match, but yeah. I can't be with somebody who's like a 10 out of 10, but absolutely like, Boring as shit yeah. To be around Like yeah. I need so, Like I'd rather take A 7 out of 10 Or like even A 6 out of 10 Yeah That has like The best energy And personality ever And like I'm not just saying that You know how guys Are like personality Like you I You ever
1: fall in love With an ugly, Like with an ugly girl
2: An uggo, uh, I
1: have So I So and that's the thing though I don't I don't really look Like when it's Relationship wise You know uh, I look for that like you said, it has to be, there has, there's a chemistry to it, there has to be mm. like, just an emotion, like, s- that you feel in the heart, like, oh, I can't, I really love,
2: being like, with this person, yeah, like, I like, like hanging out, like a, I like, like a ha- best friend, I almost. like just
1: being there, sitting with her, you know, like, she could be fucking watching something on her phone, and I could be reading a book, but I just like her presence, or I like, and, that's the feeling, cause you know, girls will be hot, and they come and go, and like, these girls are fucking hot But like They don't Ignite that Passion or that,
2: that no.
1: Emotion in me You know And it could even be Like I would go out with a, With a Remember that girl I showed you On Instagram Yeah mm-hmm. uh, The curvy one Mm-hmm. So she's like a 9 or a 10
2: Yeah she's She's definitely bad
1: But uh and, sh- and, and she And you know I would talk to her on the phone And we wouldn't really text Because I would I would call her like When I get off and she seemed like she really because I told her I told her like through the phone I was like well you gotta you gotta show me that you that you want me if you know like you gotta show me you want it so I can give it to you if not you know there's like, not much I can do you know
2: exactly girls don't understand that men want to be wanted yeah like like we want to feel that you're actually attracted to that us. you're all about us exactly you know? like we want to feel like you're into us like as that's just we are into woman. you.
1: You know, not to sound uh,
2: possessive, possessive,
1: but shit. At the end of the day, that's our nature. You know, like this is my woman, just like I'm your man. And exactly. you wouldn't want to, you wouldn't want to call me your man with like the idea or the 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 suspicion that I might be, you know, other women's man. You know, like I might be fucking around. Um. So we want to have that security as well.
2: I feel like that's a big problem nowadays too. It is. Is like no one's really loyal anymore, and there's, like, a big culture of open just relationships, fucking, yeah. and, like, and cucking, and, like, just... Weird, cucking. Like, like, there's a lot of people cucks? in L.A. like that. And, you, like, you know a lot of cucks? Bro, I'm, I knew people that are in open relationships, like, even back in my day, like, I'm not gonna name names, Don't but, it, yeah. but, like, there's this boy that I grew up with, and... He his parents were polygamists. Like his dad had two wives and so like there was a lot of kids in that house Damn. and like we, we me and him have done some crazy shit. Like we've had a foursome and swapped girls before. Yeah. And then he wanted me to have a threesome with his girl and it was just me and him and like I went through with it, but it was just like the oh most weird like the weirdest <laughs> experience ever. How old were you wait at this threesome? Seventeen, maybe eighteen, damn, senior year. started off
1: young. Yeah. God
2: it, damn. But like now, it's weird because like he's married to that girl with yeah. kids, and it's like, it's like a whole different experience. Like I was at his wedding, and it was like really just it was weird for me, bro. Yeah. It's it's just it's crazy. It's yeah. crazy to think of that, and like me personally, it, that's crazy. Like especially after all the times I've been yeah. cheated on, like I am a very. Jealous person, and yeah. I know it to my core. Yeah, like, like you're my girl, I'm your man. Like yeah. loyalty is one of the most attractive and important traits to have yeah. in a girl. So even like like a, the biggest green flag I can see on, in a girl is like somebody who's not on social media.
1: Yes, that is very so, true. Yeah,
2: because I'm hardly on social. I don't post on social media unless I'm like scrolling through Instagram on Reels. And I see, like, some musician doing some cool stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to share that on my story really quick. Yeah. Or let me make a quick post about my my job because I think I look cool doing this, sitting on a beam. Or out now, new remix, right? And I post it on YouTube. Check I got to promote it, right? And I got to make a couple posts on Instagram and tell everybody because who else is going to know it's there or yeah. view it? But that's all I use Instagram for. I don't message girls on Instagram. I don't talk to people on Instagram. Yeah. Like this one girl i remember we just got out of high school graduated and i moved down here and i saw that she was living in a rancho too and i was like okay let me let me try and hit her up let me talk to her you know like hey i see you're doing this photography thing i really mess with your photography i love it you know i try and do my photography myself like i try and do my own thing i'm doing all these tv shows back and like those back when i was working in the film industry and everything mm-hmm. I'm like, let's link up in Rancho, you're like, right by me, let's, let's shoot some stuff, and she just shot it down, bro, because I was like, hey, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna flat out say it right here, like, I think you're beautiful, like, I wanna, I wanna obviously start as friends, and, and, like, go, go, like, foot, uh, photo some stuff, or, like, take pictures, and, and film some stuff with you, but, like, at the end of the day, like, I am pursuing, like, a more romantic relationship with you, and she just cut it off, like, no, I'm not over my boyfriend. I know it's been three years, but I'm still not over it. And I'm like, yo, what? Yeah. Three years from freshman year you got broken up with and you're not over this guy already? Yeah. Like, okay, just got rejected hard as hell. Until like six months ago, I made this... This It was just a stupid post, right? I just kind of did it for like my, my own ego, like, I guess. Yeah. yeah, my amusement. And it was some... Some picture of a girl, like obviously being like a straight hoe on TikTok, and she said something along the lines of like, "When I thought my my fiance was cheating on me, so I slipped with his dad." Oh and yeah, he, I saw it. He, yeah. he was he was just buying me a ring, and I messed up the whole wedding. Yeah. And I was like, I I, I reshared it on my story, and I said, "And you and you girls question why us men have trust issues." Laughing emoji. And, like, I definitely had trust issues, but it was just more so of a joke. Yeah. That girl messaged me for the first time in, like, four years. Like, hey, where do your trust issues stem from? Blah, 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 blah.
1: Oh, so now you want to be my fucking psychiatrist.
2: Yeah, and so I was just thinking, I was like, I got two options right here. I can act interested again and try and spark up conversation and try and go down that route. Right. Or I can have more self-respect for Mm. myself and just be like you know what, at the end of the day, like, getting laid is not the, the ultimate goal. Yeah. Like, sure, I'm a dude. We're all dudes. That'd be nice. It'd be nice. But, but like, my kinda,
1: self-respect is on the line.
2: I kind of want to flip it on her. Yeah. I, like, like, we get rejected all the time. Yeah. I want to flip it. Yeah. Like, maybe she'll even be more attracted. And so, I said, you know, I explained where trusted, my trust issues came from and everything. And then she tried, I remember vividly the first message. It was like, Hey, where do your trust issues derive from? I'm really interested in this. Oh, and hey, how have you been? Haven't talked to you since high school. And I was like, uh answered the question and like never responded again. Yet. And just, well, so she
1: followed up to that
2: and Yeah, she followed it up with something, but I just didn't want to respond anymore. Left her on red? Just left her on red. Yeah. And I was just like, you know what? You know, I got treated the same way from you. I'm gonna I mean, Even worse. I'm gonna do the same. Yeah. I'm just going to do the same thing. I've been on... I've been on that type of stuff.
1: And you know what? I used to not... Because I saw I was chubbier and stuff, so I wouldn't really pull that many... And that's the thing, actually. When I was chubbier, I didn't... I wasn't aware of how chubby I was that I still thought I was, like, relatively, like, fit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though I had, like, a double chin and shit. So I would still shoot my shot. And I didn't really, like... Like, I didn't really noticed a drastic difference from, like, now that I'm more in, you know... Physical shape. shape. Yeah, I mean... Actually, I do know. Like, girls are more in my inbox too, but uh, before it wasn't to the point where, like, I was a, I was I was dealing from a place of scarcity with women. Mm-hmm. So when they would hit me up, I would always reply, you know, and then I would never leave them unread. And then now that I'm, you know, I'm 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 my stock is going up. Super low stock is through the roof. Through really? only going higher, you know. And now About i you know, to break the
2: Nasdaq. Yeah,
1: exactly. And so fucking the Saudi Arabians hitting me up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My stock's so expensive. But uh now it's like I can like I leave girls on red, you know, now I kinda play that part because it was played on me.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: also girls come with a weak game, man. Like there's some girls that are they're cute, like they're alright. But then they hit you up with some, like, corny shit or mm-hmm. or they're not, like, because think of it, as a man, it's, like, it's always, what can we offer? What do we have to offer? You know, we got to pick them up. We got to take them on a date. We got to do this. We got to do that. With women, it's, like, you just got to look pretty. Right. But for me, now my standards have changed. Now it's, like, yeah, you have to be pretty. But before that, like, I have to be attracted to you. And that could happen through, that could be born through conversation and a good interaction. You know, so I don't mind leaving a hot nine out of ten or ten out of ten girl on red when I'm over here talking to a really humble, down to earth. You know, not the most beautiful. She's cute, mm-hmm. and she really va- uh, values me. You know, that's where. See,
2: so, like, I, I understand exactly where you're coming from because, like, I, I have this this thing where, like, I'd always first date with a girl. I'd always go above and beyond. Yeah, like like that that cc girl i was telling you about like the first date i brought her flowers i brought her a little lion because she was she said she was a leo right and i saw it at of brothers and i was like you know what lion leo like she's she's (laughs) gonna think that's cute you know she's gonna think that's cute and so i brought her a little stuffed lion with candy basket in it and everything and we went and we had a fantastic night saw a movie took her out to dinner Went to like a a pastry store on the way back. We were just walking around. She felt super into me, and then just a week later, it died. And yeah. she was like, "Hey, I'm not, I'm not looking for this. I'm not ready for this. Like, uh, I just don't want to do this anymore." And I'm like, "Damn, okay." But I just showed you like the greatest time ever. You even said this is like the best first date you've ever had. So how the how the hell does that not co- coincide with like being attracted to me? Yeah. So now it's like. Okay, if you want you want to hang out the first time I'm meeting you, we're going to a bar, yeah, we'll go to a bar, we'll get a couple drinks, I'll buy an appetizer or two, and like I'll pay for the drinks, get out of the night at like forty bucks, and I can gauge their personality right and it's like if i if I'm actually fucking with you and I actually want to continue with a second or a third like multiple dates like after that then then yeah, I'm busting out no no breaks, you right. know, like we'll go. The full nine ten yards and have like a great ass time, but the the first time I gotta gauge how you are personality wise. If you're if you're looking for a free meal, you're just trying to get a nice dinner and a nice time out of me, mm-hmm. or you're just boring. Like so many girls are boring now. It's like uh, PGS, Pretty Girl Syndrome. Yeah. Like the prettier they get, the less they they actually. The focus. less interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because like even even with men. Like, you could be the hottest dude out there, but you still have to better yourself in, like, spitting game, keeping up conversation. The money you make, money you live, like, what you drive. You always have to be bettering yourself in so many different facets of life yeah. and, like, your personality-wise, and you always have to keep upgrading. Yeah. When girls are just like, oh, now I got, like, a fucking badass and big tits. And I f-
1: just- they have big lips, they're cute, they had a fat ass, and, and that's and all, all they, they, do they do is, like... Go through TikToks all day while they live with their parents. Exactly, and we we are here like fucking clocking in overtime, buying our clothes. We live on our own. fucking still got to study the game. Yeah,
2: you know. The big like my my biggest pet peeve is when you're at dinner and a girl pulls out her phone. Yeah. At that point, like if disrespectful, if the girl is just sitting on her phone, like not even looking at you, responding to questions, like it's done. Yeah. Like or like is
1: there must be somebody more that you're interested. in. There must be somebody on the other side of that phone that you're more interested in than the person that you have in front of you. Like, exactly. Which is good,
2: you know. And girls like that too. That's that are always on their phones. I'm always constantly thinking about like, oh, uh, they're responding to some dude in their DMs or they're texting. It's somebody. more likely because if you live in that world,
1: then that means as soon as you get that notification, you know, you know, you check. She's gonna. I mean, if I'm on my phone, I get a message from this girl. I might not open it. I'm gonna go to the profile Check it out You know So if this girl is constantly On her phone You best you, you bet your ass She's gonna be doing that shit Constantly You
2: know 100% bro Like I remember How With my ex How open I was With my phone Cause like If I'm feeling you And we start dating From like Day one Boom I'm sending you my My iMessage location All times mm-hmm. You know where I am Cause I'm a loyal man Like I've never cheated I won't cheat In my life Like so you know where I'm at. You want to look through my phone at any point in time, go for it. Like, I am not messaging other girls, that's fine. But then the second I'm like, hey, let me check your phone, and they're like, no, why the fuck, that's super weird. Like, nah, you're hiding something. Yeah. Like, I'm. you want to check my phone, throw it to her on the bed, like, go for it. Yeah. I don't give a shit, you're not going to find anything. Yeah. Like, you might find I follow some girls on Instagram, so what? I'm hardly on Instagram. Like, I don't like their pictures, I don't save their photos, like... I don't subscribe to OnlyFans, like, none of that type of shit, and it's like, that happened with my ex, I remember one time I was leaving for work, and I was just like, had the suspicion, and you lived with her? I lived with her at the okay. time, and I remember I had the suspicion, and I looked at her phone, and she was texting, like, the, the dude she's with now, my old best friend, who she cheated on me with, Yeah. and I was just seeing the messages about how they were talking about stuff in our relationship that was happening, how he was giving her advice towards leaning to breaking up with me and just, like, all of these things that she couldn't talk about with me.
1: Yeah. She had to talk to some other... The dude that's trying to fuck her.
2: Exactly. Like, if you're having problems in your relationship and you have to talk to somebody else and you're not actually actively trying to fix it with your partner, that's... Like no, that's But you
1: yourself don't want the fucking relationship to work out.
2: Exactly. You know? You're looking like, for a way out. hundred percent. Or
1: you're looking for somebody to approve the reason of you leaving, you know? Your final decision, I like
2: guess. you're on the fence but you just want to hear s- Yeah. And it, of course the dude who just want- wants to fuck is yeah. gonna tell you like, no, he he's super manipulative, he does this and that, I wouldn't have done that. Yeah. Like he used to he's like a white knight bro. Like he'd be in the back seat, like, Drew, I wouldn't talk to her like that. I no. never do that to my girl. Exactly, bro. <laughs> like,
1: have you seen that video? of This little black kid. Did I show it to you? I
2: don't know. This little
1: black kid. They record him, and I guess they just, you know, they're get. They, you know, when a kid says something inappropriate, it's fucking hilarious, right? So the guys recording him, and uh, he's like, w- "What'd you say?" And he's like, "I said, I no. What you he say?" He's like, "I never cheat on my girl. A nigga like me, I never do that." <laughs> <laughs> he's like serious but the way he says, like I never cheat on my girl Nigga like me I never do that that's just nah. fucking hilarious bro but that's the that's what you know that's a that's a strategy that's a technique that's a tool that you a guy would use to you know maneuver his way into some panties man yeah you, know? you play it though, it's
2: such it's such a bitch move yeah like,
1: especially that's the thing I mean it's it's meant to be used right but, like you said, that guy was your best friend. Yeah. That's fucked up.
2: And, like, uh-huh. I, I, don't, I don't like talking about it too much because yeah. I can just go off on tangents yeah. and I still have the anger right. that I'm holding from it. But, like, I just remember, like, having to protect this dude because he's, like, super small. Yeah. Like, a five foot four, fucking 90 pounds, who could kick this fool 60 yards through a field goal. Yeah. You know, like, he is not built for fighting. Yeah. And I'd always protect him in high school and like if somebody wanted a problem with him it's like hey bro you can fight him but you gotta knock me out first yeah. if I'm knocked out I can't do anything yeah. so then you get to fight him yeah. but when it got to that point nobody wanted to fight me because so I was a big kid bro and so then having him needing a place to stay letting him live with me and my girl to him being on the couch in our room and like hey somebody might come to the door there might be a problem we kinda gotta scare him off and I'm like that's fine me and this other fool that lived with us, will stand by the door, and, like, ain't no way he's gonna do shit. It's a fucking 6'5", six, five, six, five tall guy, and me, built, stocky, big. And, like, he's not gonna do shit. And then, he's, like, he said, oh, yeah, I'll stand there, and I'll back you guys up, too. And I'm, like...
1: No, you won't, you bitch. I was, like... "Oh, that's why we're here. <laughs> I said,
2: for sure, bro, but no no offense, bro, you're not really gonna add any intimidation factor yeah. to these guys. And he's, like, what, bro, you think you're intimidating? And I was, like, stood up out of my chair and leaned up over him, over the couch, like, standing over him, looking down. Like, yeah, I do think I'm intimidating, bro. <laughs> You're not at all. Like, I could smack you around right now. And the the wish of wanting to, to actually, like, because this will never actually got, you know, like, you need an ass whooping once in your life. Yeah, some like, like
1: people need an ass whooping. I, I moved I moved off
2: yeah. the mountain, and I was still this weird White kid that grew up with rich white kids with hardly any diversity in the in the school without
1: any hardship, would you say <sighs> no I mean like I, you can't say I because like you said you're like the household is a different thing,
2: yeah, know? like the household I mean I got all alcoholic of,
1: parents you know all this whole fucked up shit, but
2: I went through a lot of bullying in high school or just in school in general my dad and that that home-life relationship was definitely bad having to see my mom being on drugs and, like, whenever i visit her, seeing her just twacked out of her mind. Like, it was definitely rough, but for me to say, like, I came from the gutter, like, some people who grew up in L.A. with, like, actual violent stuff and gang relations and everything, like, I, I can't act like that, you know? Yeah. Like, I definitely was raised with a bunch of emotional trauma but like in terms of like actual growing up in the gutter in the mud like i don't believe that but but this
1: going back to your friend that you said betrayed you 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 said you feel that he hadn't gone that as whooping so this never corrected his never
2: because like when i moved off the mountain i was still like the weird kid you know i'm a white boy and i go to a party and like everyone up in the mountains wants to like say the n-word and then drop that shit or act like they're hood yeah. and I'm acting like I'm hood coming from fucking Lake Arrowhead bro <laughs> and then boom I remember like one of the first parties I came to off the mountain and like I was working down here at a restaurant and went to some coworkers, like I was just fucking around and I dropped the n-word and boom they decked you? decked bro like fucking sucker punch out the side just a black dude fucking fucked me up kicked me while I was on the ground and everything I was like Damn, bro, I got checked. I got yeah. a reality check oh, very shit. fast, and it was like I can't be acting stupid like that because yeah. like people are gonna check that shit. Yeah, people come from a hundred- like The
1: internet's a different thing from like yeah.
2: real life, you know. Everybody comes from like millions of different facets of life and their upbringing, their growing up, and like so you just gotta be smart on how you maneuver and like. I thought I could act the same way I act around yeah. everybody. Yeah. Like, nah. Sometimes I gotta be more reserved, be yeah. more cool, just be very chill yeah. around people. Not say say too stupid shit. Yeah. If I'm with my boys, if I'm with my cousin, if I'm with whoever I'm really close with, I'm definitely gonna be out there, outspoken, fucking around, doing right. whatever I want, saying what I want, you know.
1: And you know, uh, have you read the Forty Eight Laws of Power?
2: no it is a book that i do want to read though
1: so touching that about your friend you said you took care of him you 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 would protect him and you would always you know try to take care of him and be his protector my brother's keeper in a way right yeah and that and then he betrayed you right and that's like what the fuck like i you know i was loyal and i was a good friend and you really like did that to me you know so then that brought me back to one of, the, one of the laws, one of the 48 laws. And it says, uh, uh, "Keep your uh, it's, It said something along the lines of, Your friends are more likely to betray you. Learn how to use your enemies. And there was also a quote, and I'm going to read it to you. It says, Lord, protect me from my friends. I can take care of my enemies. And it's and you know it's and it's uh, it's a pretty wise wow. thing because you already have your eyes on your enemies. The only people that would betray you is people that you've given your trust to. Right. You know, if you don't trust somebody, it's impossible for them to betray you because there's no trust to be broken.
2: Yeah, you already so, know how they're gonna act. Exactly. Move, but with a friend. With a friend. That's, that's crazy.
1: That's the that's the people. You have, even though you know they're your friends, but that's really the people that you that are gonna be the ones to betray you in the first place. So, and I bet, damn, bro, like, those laws, because, you know, we all go through the laws of, you know, the 40 laws of power, it's just, you don't know it, you know, it's just life happening, because people, there's, there's, there's people that really only care about themselves, you know, like, me, I I tend to, I was brought up in a way, I was brought up with the principles to, you know, kind of like, anything you, like, whatever you put out there is going to come back to you. Mm-hmm. And also, whatever you want back, put it out there. You know, you want you want kind people that care. You know, be caring and giving. You want help. You've got to help people. You want money. You learn how to give money, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want friendship. Be a friendly person, you know. And, and so, but there's a lot of people that weren't taught that. Or maybe they were. And they dismissed it. And they're just self, you know, they... they they're driven by their self-interest. Mm-hmm. Example: A, hey, your friend, like he didn't, like sure he could have thought he could have second, he could have had a, he had enough time to like think and ponder on your friendship and weigh one against the other. Is my friendship more important than or this, is this girl, or is this girl more important than my friendship? And you know, and at the end of the day, this guy, his self-interest, his lust for this girl, you know, just you know, he his desire, it
2: it outweighed the scale. You know, and that loyalty went right out the door. And, I'm, at the end of the day, like, as much anger as I have over the situation, and I still feel hurt sometimes, I'm 100% glad it happened. Yeah. Because I was able to see who she really was, and she's fucking crazy, bro. And so he got me out early. Mm. And I appreciate it. Because now I'm out, I'm doing my best, like, I'm feeling great, looking great, you know, feeling healthy. And you're healthy. headed
1: for fucking big things. You're going to Utah yeah. on your own.
2: I got my certifications, like, because during that whole time, I was convinced that the bad stuff happening in my relationship was because of work. Yeah. And so, like, I was trying to drive all of my negative emotions in, in that relationship. Like, oh, no, it's my job. I need to get a new job. I hate my I hate my job. I hate everything that goes on with it. When in reality, like, as soon as I got broken up with and, like, that thing ended, it was like, hell yeah. Like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go balls to the wall. I got my welding certifications. I got, like, a six, eight dollar raise. Like, yeah. I started doing way better. I started feeling more confident in myself. Wait, just
1: at once you got a, s-
2: like... Six dollar s- raise, bro. Whoa. I went from 22 an hour to 28. Nice. And now I got the sick the raise, so now yeah. I'm at 30. Oh, shit. So, like, shit. I'm making big money now. Yeah. Like... I'm a big deal. Yeah. I'm <laughs> a fucking baller, I'm bro.
1: a big fucking deal, bro. Nah, big baller. I can do this.
2: <laughs> it was like, it just as soon as that happened, like I was so caught up in like the negativity and like how depressed I was that I couldn't see all the good things that were about to happen. Yeah. Like my job was increasing. Mm-hmm. My self-care was increasing. The people that I actually needed to have like come back into my life A.K. Joseph yeah like he came back we shout started, out Joey shout out Joey we started doing music together and I rediscovered like my whole love for music yeah because I remember trying to record a song with my friend because he like that that old friend that's with her and he does music himself but like it's nowhere near the level of music I want to be doing as well as like it's not good mm. like I would just for the benefit of the doubt because he was my friend at the time I tell him like, Yeah bro Also
1: your sh- it's your bro, so you're to yeah, be like a your, dick, your yeah.
2: shit's improving, like I can really hear like your flow, you're getting yourself, you're finding yourself in your music, it's getting better. But like he does not change it at all. He just stays in this route and like me, I gotta fluctuate, dude. I gotta do my thing. Like I have that old school hip hop soul. I don't wanna be like little peep. And that's all he does is imitate like little peep emo rap and I, I just can't do that type of stuff and, and are tr- you tr-
1: like are you st- cause you haven't been like you just recently posted a, a song
2: remix a I posted remix. it yesterday Bef- Friday
1: before then what was it like 4 or 5 months at M.I.A.? yeah
2: cause yeah. like at the end of the day like Joey and I are really close and we have this passion for music But, like, his passion for music is different. Mm. Like, he's like, this is going to be my career. I'm going to be a famous musician. This is what I want to do. Music, for me, is an outlet. Like, I like making music, but I'm never focused on numbers. Like, I actually love my privacy. Mm. I love people not knowing who I am. Like, if I ever got to the point of being, like, Drake or, like, up those superstar levels, and, like, I have to worry about security where I'm going, I have to keep up these appearances. It's I got to yeah. worry about labels and everyone trying to fuck me over and steal my money. Like, no, 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 no. Yeah, I like making music because I have a passion for it and I like making the music. But I don't want to be famous. Mm-hmm. I love my private life. I love being fucking having my privacy behind closed doors and everything. My passion is filmmaking. Mm-hmm. So, like, me and Joey have this agreement. If Joey blows up and he's like a famous musician. I'm his fucking music director Yeah, like every music video will be directed shot, storyboarded like produced, everything me you know like I love filmmaking yeah. to my core if I could do that as a profession and be in the filmmaker industry like I would right, I just hate how that industry works how many people are snakes how many people will lie to cover their back as well as like I'm the type of person that needs consistent work Mm-hmm. I need to have a Monday through Friday. I need to have 40 hours a week no matter what. And when you work that and you work like 60 hours a week, like five, six, 12-hour shifts for three months, and then the TV show ends and you got no job and you got to find another TV show, that shit's stressful, bro. Yeah. And like having to sign six 1099s a year and put that into your, your tax reform, like when you're filing your taxes... Having six different ten ninety nines and like trying to add it all up and not, nah, bro. I like one W two. I put it in, done. Yeah, you know that's why like construction definitely is not the the all be all end of my journey. But it's of, a it's a it's a stepping stone. Exactly. It's it's the
1: uh, what's the term? I want to say no. It's the vehicle. It's going to take you to where you want to go. You know, it's not necessarily a destination.
2: Exactly. Like, great money in construction. Yeah. And no yeah. hate, all love to the people who work their asses it takes a lot to work, work. fucking yeah. construction, dude. These blue-collar workers who have families... Fuck yeah. ...and are working 40 to 60, 70 hours a week, hardly seeing their kids just to put fucking food, food on, the on the table and keep the lights on. Like, I respect those people with the utmost of my heart, Hell you yeah. know? However... I just know who I am. I can't be doing that shit till I'm sixty-five. Oh yeah, bro. No, yeah. not happening. I'm per- I mean,
1: everybody—if we had a say in it, we wouldn't. You know? Yeah. But it's just we—we we, you don't know what you don't know, you know, and, and you don't realize that you're supposed to save up and invest and and take care, of, like the present you, the youthful you that still has all that energy and all that ambition, has to start making, planting the seeds, so that when you're at an age you have an oak tree to sit under and you have a nice shade you know
2: and so they don't teach us that though they say your
1: 401k and and your fucking social security by the time you're 65 you're going to be able to retire and you'll be good but then the time comes and then all these taxes and inflation and then you know it might not even be the same anymore the same America that it was fucking 34 years ago
2: exactly bro and
1: you know and and then also you start thinking I'm going to start living my life when I retire no. But you're already on the other side of life. You're already like, yeah. walking you missed towards your, your prime.
2: Yeah. Like, I'm trying to live my life now. Like, I want to go to Italy. Yeah. I want to go to Japan. I yeah, want to go to Germany and visit the town with my last name. Yeah. Like, bro. like, this construction job is the money maker to be able to fund the dreams. Because, yeah. like, you know, I grew up not from a lot of money. My dad only started getting a lot of money and started making like 100 plus thousand a year after I graduated. He went for his four years of his master's program, the four years I was in high school. Yeah. We graduated the same year. There was two graduations <laughs> in one <that laughs> month. It was crazy. But, like, I moved out, or I should say, I'm, I was kicked out at 18.
1: I guess that's how he kicked you out? He's like, come on, bro. I just got my. I just graduated too, and I'm over here with a $100,000 job. And you're I mean, like, bro, I graduated
2: high school. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and he kicks you
2: out. Uh, that's, that's one thing that, like, I'm... I hate it, bro. I'm so bitter about it because... But I feel
1: that made you strong.
2: It did. It really did make me strong and get me, like, responsible from such a, like, right out of the gate from high school. I had to pick up my shit and figure it the fuck out. Yeah. Because this, like, my dad sat me down the summer break. Like, I got back from visiting my cousin in Utah because he said, hey, we need a break from you. You need a break from us. Go to Utah for the summer. Yeah. And I'm like... Man,
1: you could have said, said it in a nicer way, but all right. I, I have
2: it. summer I have summer camp for soccer, man. This is messed up. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm joining an indoor league in Utah with a bunch of adults that don't know me. And yeah. it's like, is this kid really going to be able to do anything? Like, go out there and I smoke him. I'm like, I need practice, bro. Like, I can't just, like, sit here for two months on my ass and not get right. some soccer practice. in. But I remember getting back and instantly, bro, sat me on the back deck. he's like, I'm, I'm telling you now because you need the most... Uh, I'm trying to give you as much time as you can so it's less stressful. But when you graduate, you can't fucking stay here. It is verbatim, word for word. Like, you can't fucking stay here. You got to figure it out. I don't care if you go to school, if you live in the dorms, if you go live with somebody, you find your own place, and you just start working. I don't care. But you got to figure it the fuck out because you can't stay here. Fuck. And then we go to family gatherings, and it's like Thanksgiving dinner and stuff. They're talking about my sister wanting to move out for college. And they're saying yeah she wants to move out as soon as she graduates just like you you know you didn't want anything to do with us and you wanted to move out and i'm like yo what that's not how the fuck it happened you fucking liar exactly and like my sister didn't even know i was kicked out until this year when i told her they said their story to my my younger sister was yeah he flipped us off said fuck you and like i'm gone don't want to be here anymore an incomplete reality. Damn. Was, okay, I would be pissed. Yeah. It was my dad. Like, here, pack up your shit. Get the fuck out. Of yeah, here. get the yeah. fuck out. Like, I graduated yeah. on Thursday and I was moved out on Saturday. I had two days to hang out with people, say goodbye from the mountains, and I moved down to Rancho in my aunt's place, into a place that had way more rules, that was super strict, in a tiny ass room that barely was my own, that she still kept half of her shit in, and then I got kicked out for some dumbass reasons. What was the reason? Vaping inside. <sighs> Wasn't even weed?
1: Was it weed vape?
2: Nope. She it was, was a vape? regular vape. Damn. She said I couldn't smoke weed or drink or do anything while I was there because she thought she's a teacher, so she was scared that if I was caught, that the school board unit... Who needed. the
1: fuck would catch you in her house, though?
2: No, but she's saying that, like, if I was arrested, oh. it, would be, it would be brought back, like, she I was living with her, so all the parents would see that, and they'd try and get her kicked out or, like, try and get her fired from her job. Which would never happen.
1: She's being paranoid. Yeah,
2: and she was like, I never do anything, like I don't want to do that. She she had some stuff in her past, so she didn't want to like have a possibility of relapsing into bad habits. Right. Now that she's now she smokes weed, has a has a cart and everything, like be ripping on the stiz at the family gatherings. And I'm wow. Like, I'm like wow. This is crazy how everyone just be changing. Everyone act like and it's all good. Everyone act like everything's all cool and like Drew over here. Don't care. Like I'm tired of taking a a a broom and sweeping things under the rug. That's why. Like, like why?
1: Yeah. Like why? Why not? I mean, those are the decisions and the actions you took. Why not fucking? It's the reality. Why not fucking live in the real world instead of like.
2: Exactly.
1: That's, 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 uh, what's the term? That's just fucking annoying, you know?
2: Yeah. And it's just... That really grinds my gears, man. You know what? (laughs) It really does (laughs) grind my gears. But it's just, it's crazy. And so that's why, like, this move to Utah is going to be great. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to have to deal with any of that out there. I'm going to be living with my cousin who is, like, At the end of the day, like I trust you, Cerrillo. I trust Joey. But like that—that man, I have the utmost. Like I could leave ten grand on the counter and expect not a cent to be stolen off of it. Yeah. Or you can trust me with that too. Uh, uh, yeah, I do think I can trust. I can trust you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm
1: not (laughs) eleven. Once you get to eleven, you have eleven grand.
2: It's it's back to ten. Now that's now that's a a little off the top. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, that's integrity right there, man. But like, like I can trust you and Joey, like uh, around my girl. Like if I had a girl, I can trust you guys. Um, I, I don't know. It's just it's just different with him, you know. Yeah. It's like the utmost. Like I'd take a bullet for him. He would take a bullet for me. Like, and like you said, you guys were in the mud together in the trenches. Not the trenches, but, but I don't mean do it sarcastically.
1: Kids. Like, uh, for example, when my mom cheated on my dad. And my dad was, like, drinking and, like, throwing bottles to the wall. So it's, like, a fucking raid, like, it's, you know, and you're what? I'm in middle, and we're in middle school, and your dad's, like, at, you know, throwing a whole fit, and, like, the music is blaring, and you got to cover your ears, and even though you can still hear the music, and your family's falling apart. And then, you know, this, and then my grand, you know, my grandma was, and I was talking about a particular situation, My grandma's like, you guys go to the room. I'll take care of your dad. I'll help you, you know. And and while we're in there, me and my sister turn on Hannah Montana on fucking Disney Channel.
2: Go to that
1: With that noise in the background. My dad yelling. My grandma trying to calm him down. An adult man drinking his sorrow and his betrayal away. And my mom's at work, you know, with the dude that, you know, she's in love with now. And, you know, and, and all that's going on. And me and my sister are next to each next to each other on our on our bunk bed, watching Hannah Montana, and and that's that that was my my sister was with me in the trenches just like your cousin was with you in those trenches when your yeah. both your dads you know were doing their thing and you guys had each other you guys had that struggle in common.
2: And that's you know? like that's like a relationship you can't get exactly, with bro. Anybody else? Yeah, man. And even like we had a couple of years where we didn't talk because he was in a super toxic relationship. Yeah. Same thing, like, he got out of his toxic relationship, like, a couple months before I got out of mine. And it was, like... That's why, like, everything in our life always just coincides yeah. to be almost exactly the you same. You guys meet
1: each other at the other end, like, high yeah, five. Yeah. back here, man. <laughs> you know, now we're always talking,
2: like, man, like, we'll, we'll just get into our feelings. Like, fuck them bitches. Like, yeah. like fuck that shit. Like, we're going to be on this shit. We're going to be on our grind, like... Bro you know, that's... You know,
1: that's why I'm I'm very... Like, I have this... Like, I hate to see you go. And I know. if it was up to... Even if it was up to me, you're still on your fucking way to Utah Because I had this very good feeling And then I also heard like Andrew Tate or somebody talk about Like they said about two brothers Two brothers or two men that have each other's back And are bonded by more than blood and just by that, 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 that foundation And they're both ambitious and they both keep each other in check And they both want more out of life Those two men are dangerous bro and and that's where you're headed man like you guys are gonna keep keep your head down fucking hustle and grind and and i don't know what it is you're gonna do but i know you're gonna come out the other side fucking profitable and leveled up facts so fucking excited
2: i missed that handshake but my bad (laughs) totally whiffed that one but yeah i feel the exact same way and i appreciate the love dog i appreciate you saying that because I really feel like this is going to be the next chapter in the book that I really needed. Yeah. Like, I felt like I closed the chapter after the breakup, and I was, like, leveling up on my own terms in Cali, but it's almost felt like I've been stagnant, stu- stagnant stuck. Like, I'm still living on a couch with my aunt. Were you plateaued. Yes. Yeah. Like, I, I felt like, oh, I got my certs, I got everything. Like, I'm doing so much better, but then I still like the renter market in California is fucked bro right? yeah. I can't find my own place like yeah. I don't want to live like no no offense to your situation like you found some good No, right, yeah. With, and even like, then I'm, I'm over here like
1: trying to find out like what's the next level you yeah. know yeah like
2: I don't want to be renting a room because I've already done that so many times mm. like I I want to have something I can call my own exactly even if it's a two bedroom apartment even yeah, if we, it's a
1: fucking studio right. why is it your own Right That's where you start off you And know?
2: even within Like it will be our own thing Yeah We always have this goal And like this dream as kids Like We're gonna We're gonna get out of this place And we're gonna be together With none of this bad shit going around Yeah And it's gonna be the best time Of our fucking lives Yeah And that's what it's exactly gonna be bro It's gonna be the best time Of our fucking lives I'm so excited for <laughs> <you>. <laughs> it Dude sounds- It
1: Oh, I I might fucking pack my things right now I'll fucking join you guys. We
2: we'll, we'll get a out couch and live shit, in the fucking living bro. room. fucking, well, okay, you can live in my room if you want, bro. Right? You know,
1: you know, I I wanted to move to Texas. Like I've always liked Texas, but I really wanted to just get out of the state. But the thing that's really tying me here is my my dad, mm. and you know my niece. You know my family, my nieces, cause,
2: the actual family. Yeah, like dude. Texas. I don't see
1: them for a week and like. My nieces, especially them, they change, you know, because they're little. But also my dad, like, I just wanna, cause I'm down on one parent, you know, so I gotta enjoy. I wanna be with my dad. I wanna, you know, enjoy his presence and his, you know, just his existence while he's here, you know.
2: I understand. And that. if I do
1: move somewhere, I'm taking them with me, you know.
2: That you're a real man for that dog, yeah. representing the family and looking after him, cause like. I'm down to my own parent too and everything. And like as much as I want that relationship with my dad, it's just it's And like, I don't blame you, man. You I, know it. I can't do it. Like, yeah. like I told you earlier, it's not the child's responsibility to go out and seek the parent and tell them like, hey, this is everything that happened. You like, did wrong. Like But this did, is yeah. Like you have been going to therapy for like two years, bro. You should fucking come to the conclusion and see the things that negatively happened. And not just, like, joke about it, like, oh, yeah, you were the tester, kid. We worked out all the kinks with you, and now we're raising your brother and sister, right? Yeah. Like, no, man. I That's felt fucked like, up. <laughs> I felt adopted in that house. Yeah. Like, I literally felt like an adopted child. Yeah. Like, only kid from my dad's previous marriage from my mom. And it's just, like, I can see how much hatred he still had for my mom and how it translated to looking at me.
1: Do you think that her passing changed anything? No. Really? In me,
2: it changed something but in Oh, with him, your dad? No
1: Like, he he's still, like He doesn't even care? No Damn
2: No Because, like, I invited him to go to the funeral and I didn't want to I invited him to go see, like Because my grandparents, on my mom's side They love the hell out of my dad Yeah They've always saw my dad as one of the greatest people that they've ever met Like, they love the shit out of him They always ask about him They want to see him They send the invites out like when but he I'm, does, he neglects it. He just doesn't want to, man. Yeah. I don't think he he wants to relive that that side of his past. And like, I don't I don't blame him because obviously so much rough shit happened with him and my mom. Yeah. But like, he still has family out there, and he still has people that love him. You know, and like, it's just it's just tough because like when my mom died, my grandparents didn't call me; they called my dad. Mm. And I remember. Wow. Yeah.
1: What the fuck?
2: I, yeah. You'd think me. you'd call her son,
1: you yeah. know,
2: who just lost his mom. I don't know if they didn't have my number or whatnot, but I'm pretty sure they did, yeah. right? But they called my dad. I remember that morning very vividly. Like, it was a hard night of drinking at my like at my place with a bunch of friends. And, and how old
1: were you? Uh,
2: so, let's see. She died in 2020, February. No, so, mom died in March 2020. Mine i was 23 i was 20 oh shit yeah because you're three years older than me yeah so i was 20 and yeah i just remember we were drinking really hard that night there's people passed out in the living room on the couch i'm passed out on like a chair with an ottoman like just people knocked out and then i get that call and i woke up and there's already like a couple missed calls from my dad and i'm like damn like, Something's going on. Like, I literally answer, like, who died this time? Because it's really the only time, like, he's going to call me on, like, a yeah. crazy amount of times and keep consistently calling me. So and, you like, texted him or you called him? Inside? No, I called him back. And you said, who died this time? I was like, all right, like, what's up, Dad? Like, what happened? Did somebody, who died this time, you know? And he's like, are you sitting down, son? And I'm like, well, I'm laying on the couch trying to recover from last night. But, yeah, I am. What, what happened? It's like, um, I don't know how to say it, but, like, your mom died, buddy. Like, she's gone. Yeah. And it was just, like, boom, instantly sober. Like, fucking zoom out lens, like, FOV slider on max. Like, fuck. Like. Dolly zoom. Yeah. Like, exactly, like a dolly zoom. And it was just, like, I talked to him for a couple minutes trying to see, like, if he knew how she died or when the funeral was. And I was just going to talk to my grandparents about that. Cause then five minutes on the phone with him, like we, I hung up and I just woke everybody up and I was get like, the fuck out of here. I was like, you need, you guys need to get the fuck out. And like the homie was like, bro, like what's going on? Like what happened? I'm like, bro, I don't want to talk about it. some serious shit just happened. I need everyone to get the fuck out and I need to be alone and try and process what happened. And they're all looking at me like I'm crazy. Or like, like, why are you such a dick? Yeah, like, what the fuck are you doing, bro? Yeah. We we're, we're, we're all asleep. We are all fucking hung oh, up I'm so drugged. sorry. Yeah, get but the fuck out of here. I was like, it, it finally got to a point where I was like, look, my fucking mom just died. I need you all motherfuckers to get the hell out. Like, yeah. I need to deal with this. And they're just like, oh, shit. And, like, everybody left. And I remember I cried once. And it was that day. Yeah. And I, I, I cried for maybe a couple minutes just because I had regret of the last things I said to my mom. Mm-hmm. Cause like, my mom was a big drug addict, big manipulator. Like, she had a lot of bad sides to her. I choose to remember the good parts, yeah. like the very few I had. But I remember the last words I said to her were two years before she died. And she made up the story like she had pneumonia and she was in the hospital. She. And, like, she would always have pneumonia, bro. I mean, it's either from how many years she did drugs and she had a bad immune system, or most of the time she'd just lie about it. Yeah. So she said she had pneumonia, wanted me to see her in the hospital. And I was like, hey, I'm at work. Like, my work is crazy busy right now. I'm working weekends. I have plans with the family. Like, Donnie has soccer games. Like, I can try and get over there as soon as I can, right? But I'm going to have to let you know. And she's like wow, you don't even want to see your mother in the hospital, like, you're you're a terrible son, like, all this shit. And I I remember I said, Mom, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but, like, you've had pneumonia more times than I've had a cheeseburger. Mm. Like, and where where modern medicine is at right now, I think you'll be okay. It's just a simple case of pneumonia. Mm. Right? And she just started, like, berating me, telling me I was a terrible son, all these things. And I was like, well... I'm sorry I'm not jumping to have a relationship with you. You caused almost half the trauma I have from my childhood. She's like, trauma? I was nothing but a great mother to you. Your dad was the one that wouldn't let me see you and did all these things. And that's when she started. She always did that, trying to manipulate the situation and make herself not, not in the, no the blame. Yeah, yeah, no blame. And I called her because I was just done with it. And, like, I remember that week I had seen this, like, Instagram post where it's like, In life, you need to stop being a door and revolving like a hotel lobby door and going in a circle back and forth and cut some things out of your life, like that initial re, and evolve and just go straight up like a ladder. And I was like, called her, she answered the phone, and I heard dogs barking in the background. And I'm like, wow, you're really at the hospital, huh? Like, I know where you're at. You're at your boyfriend's house, like, with the dogs in the background. Ain't no way there's dogs in the hospital right now that's not happening. Yeah. And I said, look, I can't do this anymore. If you really believe what you just said about you being a great, fantastic mother and you did nothing wrong, your brain is either fried from all the drugs you've done or you're back on them. And I can't deal with it. Like, I'm sorry. This is it. Like, I'm cutting all ties with you. I'm cutting all connections. My kids, you will not meet your grandkids. They will not know you as their grandmother. They will know Tiffany as their grandmother, which is my stepmom like you won't meet meet your grandkids you won't meet my kids and like i'm done with this and i blocked her ended the call blocked her on everything deleted her number for months she was like using fake accounts or other family members accounts to try to get to me and i would just like it almost cut off all my ties with that side of the family too and then two years later she died went to the funeral and Got back in touch with that side of my family, and do they hold anything against you because of no, not at all. do they know about it like they you, do uh, yeah, like I talked to some of them about it, and i don't I don't think my mom didn't talk about it, you know, I feel like my mom was very open and talked to her parents like my grandparents, and they they know my mom was a difficult person, you know she she had all of her struggles and Maybe I should have been more understanding, but at the same time like I felt like I couldn't emotionally grow or I'd always just every time I'd let her into my life it would be good for a certain amount of time and I'd relive that like the mother I wanted, like yeah. my real mom being there, and then it would just disappoint me. She would do something to hurt me, she'd do something to, to, to fuck up my image of her again. And I'm like I can't keep getting hurt. I've given so many chances. Like there's only so many times I can like open my heart up to then get stabbed, you know. And ultimately, I had to I had to cut ties. And I went to therapy for a while to try and get over it because I lived with that regret for a long, long time. But it's that's why I choose to remember her in the good ways, yeah. you know, because like the mom that I cut those ties with wasn't like. The mom I know and I yeah. love—that was just somebody that was completely different. Right, might have been the same body, but it wasn't the same soul. Yeah, like it was tainted. You know, or
1: maybe she—you know—she was going through her own shit. Yeah, you know, and then as you get older, at least in my experience, like as I get older, I understand my parents more. Mm-hmm. At the time of their, desmadre, which means like at the time of their fucking chaos, you know. Mm.
0: Oh, let me close the door. Mm.
2: Mm. Quick little intermission.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, man, like uh that's true like even you said you you remember you want to remember the good things of your mom not the the bad things which were the most recent ones right Mm. and uh and that's true you know like that's the best thing you could do for yourself um you know for example when my mom died you know I thank god I had enough time to apologize profusely for being a bad son um at least I don't really think I was a bad son because, like, you know, my relationship with my mom was also strained. Mm-hmm. You know, she had a, you know, our, our family broke up and she had a new husband and a whole thing. And it felt like she would put him before me and that pushed me away. And um, But in espe- specifically, like, the, the, the physical, like, my, my mom, when she passed away, she was going through cancer, I think, colon cancer. And so she couldn't eat or drink anything, especially like when she died, she died slowly because she couldn't consume anything. Mm-hmm. And so I would say like a mo- like actually like three months prior to her passing, she was very malnourished and skinny, like how you would see those kids on the commercials in Africa. And so my mom was like there's I, have a, I had a picture of my mom at the hospital where she was like getting her chemotherapy done. And just the look on her face. It was so skinny and and just feeble and and malnourished and grim.
2: Filled with dread.
1: Filled with dread and, and like it just like closer to death. And it's like one of the last pictures of my mom, but I deleted it because I I can't see my mom like that, you know. I'd rather have the picture of when she was a little chubbier. My mom always you know, uh, battled with her weight. She was never, like, fat. She was, you know, she had some uh, love handles here and there and stuff. More to love. Yeah, and uh, I guess as a, you know, women are very, they care a lot about their image, their physical appearance. So my, I always would see my mom, you know, trying new diets or get on the Nutrisys or what was it, the Herbalife. And, uh, and, yeah, and then she got she got, you know, cancer, and then she was just... So skinny, but it's like you know that's you know you choose to remember the good things, like you said, and not necessarily the bad things. Um, and that's all you can do for your own sanity, you know. Yeah. It doesn't help at all to dwell in the negative, even as you're going through it, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, does it weigh heavy on you, like your last interaction with your mom?
2: It did. Or Yeah? It, it did. did. So you learn to, like... I mean, there... You there, understand... There's not, like, I'm never going to get over the guilt. Yeah. It's now, like, you got to learn to live with the guilt. Yeah. And, like, not necessarily move on, but try and to just keep trucking through. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, those were my last words said to my mom. They were hurtful. They were rough. And they probably hurt the hell out of her, right? But in the future, if I get into a situation like that, I'm going to do things differently. You know, even the relationship I have with my dad, it's similar to, like, when you you were saying your mom got a new boyfriend, and she put him before you guys. That's how I always felt with my stepmom. Yeah. Like, he would put my stepmom and my brother and sister always before. Like, I was dead last on the responsibility list.
1: The black sheep of the family.
2: Right. Like I said, I felt adopted, or, like, an outsider, like like uh, when talking to my therapist they, she said that I have a strong inclination to outsider syndrome where it feels like I could be at a table with people and this happens too like when we were at the first night we met at Punchbowl like as much as I, like, we were having fun with Bianca and all those girls and stuff when I was talking to Monique I just kind of felt like I didn't belong at that table like I just felt like a like a like a black sheep, yeah, almost, like the the black chest piece was. And why,
1: in that situation, why did you feel that way?
2: I don't know. It's just, like, I what never... Did,
1: what did you think that the people at the table possessed that you didn't, that you didn't belong? Uh,
2: mental strength, emotional maturity. Mm. You got mental maturity... Um, Bianca. No. <laughs> yeah, I think I was mentally mature like this, just, No. Just talking, like, talk about the dumbest shit. I guess more so, like, Like, I talk about deep shit yeah. a lot. And, like, I'm very open to talking about deep stuff. And I try not to as much anymore. I don't know if it's a bad thing, but, like, I had this one friend who called me out for it. Like, we're hanging out with a bunch of girls at a party and I'm talking about, yeah, my mom's drug usage or, like, some trauma experience as a kid. And he's like, bro, you're just bringing the whole party down.
1: Well, that, yeah. I mean, that's, unless, unless he, like, tuned in at, like, the middle of the conversation he didn't even know, like, the question she was asking, you know? Because this girl could have, like, she's talking about this shit, that, that invites you to provide your own experience, which is, you know, your mom and then, you know? In that situation, yeah. But if you just like we're chilling, we're having a good time. You're like, hey, you know what happened to me? Or you know, uh, cause yeah, um, I, I, cause I've never felt that from you though.
2: It it's because of, like because out, of that because of hanging out with him. Like I'm more reserved. Like like. You're my boy. Yeah. So now, like, I open up to you and shit, but, like, the first time meeting somebody, somebody random, I'm not going to be talking about that shit. Oh, yeah. Because at the same time, like, I used to do that, and I tried uh, to be I tried okay. to be open about it to try, like... Too open. If I, if I can talk about it, I move past it. Yeah. I'm over it. At the same time, if I'm constantly talking about it to new people, I'm it not... It dwells on your mind. I dwells on my mind. I'm not moved past it because of how much I need to talk yeah. about it. And, like yeah I don't think somebody meeting somebody for the first time wants to care about their <laughs> drug addict mom and all this crazy shit you'd be shit. surprised man like girls at parties when I'm in one on one conversations they'll talk about some deep shit and then yeah, and there I'll, go, yeah I'll go into like if it gets brought up and they start ta- talking about some stuff like yeah we can get into some deep conversation right but it, it feels nice
1: to meet somebody who understands you know cause in those moments of your life you were alone I, you know and you you thought like damn like at least when you go out into the world and you see all these pedestrians and everyone has a smile on their face, it's a sunny day, and you're the only one... You know, in real time, when you were going through it, you know, that weighs on you, and you're not even thinking about tomorrow or 10 years from now. You're just like, this is what's going on right now. That's all you can think about.
2: Yeah, not only with, like...
1: And and you're just, like, seeing so many smiling faces, and you're like, nobody really... I bet nobody fucking knows what what this feels like. And then you meet somebody at a party or wherever it may be who hey like I, I went through this and then you kind of feel your eyes light up and you're just like oh you suffered too yeah that's pretty nice you know like
2: I've tried to come to the understanding now it's like as much as I put on a mask myself sometimes like everyone's doing the same thing yeah. like at Victoria Gardens when we were walking around today like how many of those girls do you really think like went through some shit I bet 99% of them.
1: Even then, how can we tell?
2: Exactly. You know? Because they're, they're they're in the open. They're trying to live their life. They're yeah. trying to move past it. They're trying to have fun. They're trying to smile. Yeah. Like, that's uh, that's the goal, you know? It's like to, to treat everybody like they're going through... Like, everyone's going through their own battles and going through their own shit. So, like, to be able to, to get out of my head, be on the same level like walking around with a smile feeling good that's where I need to be that's where I'm trying to be at I'm damn near almost there yeah but I mean we were there today yeah we were having a good time man breakfast was amazing talked to some beautiful women shout out Jelly again (laughs) The red lips staying in my mind (laughs) I want some of that lipstick over me bro um
1: yeah just I mean try not to try to be happy you know cause oh
2: 100% um
1: a, a good a big thing that's been helping me is just Audible we're not I'm not sponsored by Audible or this podcast is not sponsored by Audible they should
2: sponsor us they should though
1: but this fucking hold on someone called me
2: oh, need wait. that Jeff Bezos money
1: but bro when I work all I I mean I do listen to my music here and there you know cause I, I wanna get groovy and you know get in the vibe but then I'm like alright that's enough time to grow you know trying to learn some new things get some new input learn from from the wise read words from the dead that were successful before me Mm -hmm. you know and they understand life and they went through life you know and they graduated from it to the afterlife and so I would recommend and I and I and I hope that you do get an audible account and you just start look fucking like a hundred ways to create wealth the compound the compound effect that's a really good one uh the wealthy gardener that's a really good one uh how to Own Your Own Mind The Master Key to Riches uh, The 40 Laws of Power The Four Agreements Like all these books um, It corrects a lot of the, the Notions and ideas that I had in my mind Like for example I'll, I'll be satisfied when I achieve my goal And this in that book The 50 Key to Riches I think that's it. 100 Ways to Create Wealth In that book And I just heard it like about two days ago Um and it's something I, I learned already, but it kind of just solidified it. And then the way, like certain things that you mentioned in conversation, it brought me back to that lesson, which is don't wait to be happy or to be rich or to be this. You only have the present day because yesterday happened already. Tomorrow, you don't know what's going to happen. And you're in the now. So you can only be happy now if you choose to. And it's always a choice. It's never up to your environment or your circumstances. It's up to you. So if you want to be happy, you'll be happier. You'll try to be happy. And you'll feel that. But if you constantly, you know, if, if you think, if you prolong your happiness for the future or after this or after this, then you're going to keep chasing happiness and you're never going to reach it.
2: You know? Right. So be... Master Udwe say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yesterday is in the past. Tomorrow is the future. Today is a gift. gift. That's why call it's the present. present. Yeah, such a fucking. He will spin some fucking bars, that old S- fucking turtle. Spin bars, bro. And like, as much as people want to hate on Andrew Tate, and like, I'm not saying I'm like a big Tate supporter or whatever. But like, he be saying uh, some like that's the thing. People are so black and white.
1: It's either like you love. Andrew Tate, or you hate him. Yeah. Like, why can't I agree with some of the shit? I don't agree that. Like, I don't want to have fucking six wives.
2: Yeah, I you don't know? want to create an OnlyFans business. Like, right, I, like. Uh, Not, nah, but when he says like depression, like if you say you have depression and you think you have depression, you're going to be depressed. Yeah, like I was. I deal with depression. I deal with anxiety. But when I get in those moments, it's like. I can either choose I to exactly. stick on this couch and, and sit there in my sadness and wallow in self-pity, it's like, "Oh, I'm so depressed. I'm so sad. Why is my, why is my brain fucking trying to kill itself right now?" Or I can get the hell up and like do something. Get about some it.
1: vitamin D, fucking sunlight. Start walking.
2: Do something about it. You, know? you know, change your mindset. And like, I feel like that was another big struggle I had back in the day. That like. In the time where I talk about deep shit, it's like I was so adamant, like, oh I, I got such bad anxiety, I'm like crippling, depressed, like I'm just such a sad person. You just
1: keep repeating it to yourself, yeah. enforcing it.
2: Yes, yeah, like yeah, like oh they're saying like, Oh, I deal with this trauma and I'm like, Yeah, I'm depressed too, like I deal with depression. Like, sure, I can be depressed some days, I can be sad and I can have those feelings, but now it's like if I tell myself I'm not depressed. And I keep repeating that, like I am happy, I am confident, I am great, and I will be okay. Like I'm, it makes you feel better. Words of affirmation, speaking it into existence.
1: But also, like Marcus Aurelius said, and I believe it was Marcus Aurelius said. uh, Marcus Aurelius, the uh, Greek emperor, Roman emperor, he said, "A man is what he constantly thinks of."
2: So if, yeah, exactly. If you think of yourself as weak, timid, yeah. and something like,
1: then that's exactly what you're gonna be, or though that's that's the energy you attract, therefore enforcing that belief, you know. But if you, and it's hard to when you're on a constant cycle of these pessimistic thoughts, it's hard to change the course because mm-hmm. you have to be very conscious because it's a force of habit now. Let's see somebody says something, and then you start thinking, oh, it's probably because of this, and I'm fucking ugly. That's your, that's your default, uh, thought, corner in your brain to go to, right? But if you catch it, as soon as you noticed it, oh, I'm ugly, wait, no, I'm fucking handsome. And you just kind of start repeating that in your mind. Uh, for example, like, my dad, and this is, I, I, I I heard it in a book, and then I, I actually, uh, practiced it in real life, and it worked. And I was so surprised because, so my dad, um, i forgot what happened we were upset at each other or like he was like upset Mm -hmm. because i had said some or i don't know but we had a little argument a little disagreement and so he now i'm like oh my dad's mad at me because he won't even talk to me right and so i passed by and this is when i was living with him so i passed by the living room he was in the living room and i was like i want to say good morning or i want to ask him like hey do you want some coffee but in my head I, like I have it played out he, I'm gonna ask him Hey do you want more co- Do you want coffee there Or are you good And he's gonna say Like no I don't want anything Or he's just gonna ignore me That's what I anticipated Before I even did the fucking thing So I went to the restroom And I remember thinking uh, That that thought is running through my mind Right It's repeating Like oh he's gonna say this So don't even say good morning Don't say Don't say, don't ask him if he wants any coffee But immediately there, I was like no that, That's my own mind Like You know thinking negatively so so i started thinking no he's gonna he's gonna respond to me in a in a nice way so i'm gonna do this and he's gonna respond in a positive way he's gonna do this and i'm gonna respond he's gonna respond in a positive way so then i got out of the restroom i'm passing by him and i asked him hey dad do you want some coffee and i thought he was i thought he was pissed at me right and he said oh no son thank you i'm i'm good like he said in a very nice way and then that was the realization I had. Like, hey, these pessimistic thoughts aren't always true. These, these ideas of what you think the scenario is going to play like is your imagination because yes. you really don't know what the fuck's going to happen. You have no idea what the other person is thinking. Even though you live with them and you think you know them, they don't even fucking know themselves, let alone you think you know them. And Sorry, you really man. think this is what they're going to say? No. Like, those are thoughts... That are either pessimistic or positive, but they're not accurate. So, you know, take a chance or or, or,
2: or cast the line and
1: see. Cast if the bites. line and there. That's and you know, like stop getting in your own way. And if you are getting in your own way, change the voice that keeps putting that foot in front of you. That's going to trip you over. And, and 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 reinforce your thoughts with just positivity and opportunity. And abundance instead of scarcity. And, and you know, and, and yeah, man, the law of attraction is real. It's fucking real, man. The law, of, and not Napoleon Hill, all these fucking, all these successful, Henry Ford, Thomas Edison, they all back up the law of attraction. The most recent person that actually lived it, showed it, and stands by it, Conor McGregor. He said, I'm going to knock this guy out this way. Aldo, Aldo, he said, I'm going to, Jose Aldo, he said, he's going to step forward. He's going to go with me with the right or with the left. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dodge it. He might hit me, and I'm going to get him with the counter. That's exactly how it's going to happen. And that's exactly what fucking you happened. You could
2: see him shadowboxing in he's the back He spoke into room. existence. He
1: practiced it. He visualized it. He felt it. He couldn't even fucking taste that shit. And he went after
2: it. You've seen the videos of him warming up in the back? Yeah, and he was, like, practicing the dude, exact move of just a back duck to the left-hand dude, counter. Dude. It's crazy. It's one of the best One of the best knockouts yeah, ever. Yeah, man. But, like, you're 100% right. He was, like, one of the last people. One of the... Well, one of the most recent contemporary recent, people
1: yeah. to showcase it to the masses, you know? Because you can see this everywhere. But like that saying goes, you look for a red car, you're going to find a red car. You look for a yellow school bus, you're going to find a bunch of fucking yellow school buses. If you look for opportunity, you're going to find opportunity. If you, if you keep if you keep looking for poverty, you're going to find poverty. You Whatever your eye focuses on, that's what you're going to find, you know? That's what you're going to see. So the thoughts make the man, bro.
2: The thoughts make the man. The thoughts make the man. That feels like a good way to end it. <laughs> <laughs> my fucking friend's calling me I know, trying I to see it. when I'm on <laughs> I've seen that. I've seen that. It was probably, what, like two hours already on
1: the No, mic? one and a half. That's right. But, bro, this felt like fucking 15, 10 minutes, man.
2: Yeah, it was a good conversation. It was a good podcast, buddy. Yeah, man. Maybe try... Because I have the... My cousin will have a mic out in Utah, mm-hmm. so maybe we can do some more. A but, Zoom? Yeah, like a Zoom call oh, or yeah, something. Bro. Or, like... Yeah, get on a Skype or whatever, yeah. but like I'm gonna keep in touch. My voice really. Hell yeah!
1: I mean, when like I said, get situated, get your job, get fucking get right, and let me save up. You know, let me do some investments here. Let me make some. You know, get some money back, right? And uh, and then when the UFC fight or fucking there's some. You know, will we'll find a weekend. I'll fucking I we both live here in Cali, so it's my turn like to fly. I've never been to Utah. So when the time comes, bro, you're comfortable, you, you've got enough space, you know, I can crash for the weekend, and you got to know the neighborhood, you know, you know the bars, you know where the ladies at, you uh, know where the gym's at, you know, uh, the hiking trails and shit. There's a lot of white women out there, too, bro. for
2: you, bro. Shit, it's, Mormon, it's Mormon <laughs> country, bro, it's yeah. all the whiteies oh, Whiteies, blonde hair, blue eyes, bro. Hey, don't tempt me, man. I'm, but, t- uh, <laughs> I'm putting the temptation <laughs> in front of you. But, uh, oh,
1: yeah, I'm, a fly, I'm telling you, I'm going to fly out there three-day weekend, Friday, fly back Monday. And, like I said, go when you get there, fucking start finding out what hiking trails to go to, you know? Mm. And by the time I get there, we're good to go. You show me what's good over there. All right, we'll do it, bud. All right, man. Well, I wish you nothing but success. Success, luck, wealth. An abundance in your life, my brother. And I know you're going to achieve it, because you have the fucking... You have the head for it, and, and you're not going to settle for anything last month.
2: I appreciate that, right. brother.
1: This has been another episode of If Walls we'll Could Talk with...
2: Andres. Andrew Colliker, man. Check out the Instagram. Check out the uh, the, the new video? songs uh, so up on the, YouTube. What's the name of the song? It's a remix of Rotating Bed by Bones. Um, it's a great song, man. I love it. It was really... Really short, sweet um, It was fun making it You know, because I've only done rap And this was just like a song where I got in my feels mm-hmm. Sang a little bit I tri- liked it. Tried to hit some Tried to hit some notes and yeah. some sort of shit it was, it was fun, it was fun Joseph filmed a video, he edited it all It was, it was dope I got another remix that's uh, pretty dope mm-hmm. Waiting to come out I want to make a video for it But I might just drop a lyric video to it Okay because I got some bars. Yeah.
1: Okay, bro. can't wait. I'll fucking, I'll share your video right now uh, on Instagram. I'll, I'll, so what's the name of the, so what, what should they type in on YouTube to find the video?
2: Um, they should type in Drew Dog mm-hmm. D-A-W-G, uh, Rotating Bed Remix. That's practically the only video I got on there right now.
1: On your account, on that account? On
2: my account. Okay. All the rest of the music videos oh, are on Joey's account. Okay because you know joey was in the video too he already has the followers so rather get the views on his channel anyway because like i said it's not my focus to do music i do it for fun it's all fun and games with me yeah when it comes to that not trying to to be famous and on a stage rapping but if it comes it comes yeah but all right everybody we're checking out
0: there you go how we're doing